This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming short form podcast companion to Dice Over Everything, where we talk about a bunch of topics for as long as the dice decide. All right, so I think we've wrapped up our sort of year in review thing. We're back to our usual format, which means I think the most important question we have to ask is, what have you been up to for the hobby this week? Three minutes. Well, um, I have just finished my bolt action army. I don't think I've ever, I think I might have mentioned this before, but basically I bought a bunch of these Polish guys from Kromlech because I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is like a true scale uh, World War II soldiers. So they're not and, super heroic? Yeah, they're, so not, they don't have giant heads like in bolt action. Nice. And so I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, so I bought a, a bunch of them, but I bought a bunch of them to play a skirmish level a weird World War II game uh-huh. uh, with uh, Justin, but then he stopped really playing that. So, uh, so, so I was like, oh well, if he's not going to play, I don't want to just have like a a small Polish army. Might as well have a big Polish army. So, so I bought like you know one tank. I 3D printed a truck. So this is like bringing in all of my different hobbies, uh, my new hobby stuff. Uh, I bought a bo- and then I bought like another like thirty infantry, <laughs> okay, and and different kind of support stuff. So I I barely got to twelve fifty now. So I have a twelve fifty bolt action army, and I learned that if you try to play in a, an official bolt action tournament, you're not allowed to. Well, you know you might not be able to because you know bolt action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably want you to buy bolt action minis, which kind of sucks. But we'll see. I, I assume that that won't be a big deal locally, yeah. because um, yeah, because you know they'll they'll allow you to do it. Just it's just cool to have like a fully painted army. But how about you? And just been running the tournament. So I've been painting yeah. some of the 3D printed miniatures that you gave me, which are kind uh-huh. of like Kroot, but with Tau armor. So basically lizard men, sci-fi lizard men. They don't look anything like Kroot, but okay. Yeah, well. They're they've got they're lizard men, crude yeah, lizard men. Yeah, they look like lizard men. They're iguanas in space, basically. So, painted. Crude are few. are like birds. Really, they I don't think it's true. They have beaks, but they they lack the yeah. wing elements that. Anyhow, yeah, they've kind of got like the the dinosaur beak thing going on with them. Yeah. But painted them up as iguanas, with yeah, they're very green and they have yellow armor, kind of like. Not Alta of the same armor, but it's sort of like a very sandy yellow armor. So I found it was really helpful though to do one test miniature to figure out how to like paint a lizard so it kind of looks lizardy. Uh-huh. And I was looking at the Kroot as a reference before, but then realized I don't actually like painting in the GWEV metal style where they have like if you have an area, it's all kind of the same color in the traditional style, and they just shade to the same color everywhere. The highlights the same color. I'm like, no, I want color variation over that thing. That's how like a real lizard looks. It's not just like one plain color of green straight the way through it uh-huh. so kind of gave it variations using like browns and like tans and sandy colors throughout the not skin tones through the whatever you want to call them uh-huh. lizard skin sure it's skin tone it's just lizard skin tone and yeah. i don't know it's much happier with Lizards that have skin too yeah it's yeah. just scaly and gross yep and that's why you have to have lots of colors going on it to make it nice and scaly and gross so that's what i've been up to painting all right so that is our hobby kind of thing 
next thing. First question. Do you want to ask a question or do you want me to? Sure. So I'm sure we've talked about like NMM versus TMM. Sure. But I think we both mostly paint in NMM. So I'm yep. wondering what's what... NMM and TMM? Well, no, that's not the question. I guess you can explain it depending on how many, many, many minutes okay. we get. If we don't get enough, we can't explain it. But okay. what is your one tip you'd give for painting non-metallic metal on miniatures? Okay. Four minutes. So we can ex- explain what MMM and TMM is. So NMM is non-metallic uh, metal. So um, my one tip. So basically the idea of, of non-metallic metal is since you're painting your entire miniature with paints, right? That's not necessarily the same thing as all the different textures you have in, in the real world. So to keep the, the piece cohesive, you, you want to paint the shiny parts with with like acrylic paints right like everything else is painted so you're trying to simulate the shine of metal on this 3d object um as opposed to let's say using an actual metal paint or using chrome to make it actually shiny right Mm -hmm. um so i would say my one tip would be there's lots of things you have to consider but like what's the one thing yeah i know i get the question uh i would say do the white streaking and punch it as high as possible so here's the thing like uh when you look at at at, like to make the shine work right Mm -hmm. if you're really really rushing something um the white streak or the very, very high shine is the most important thing in making it look like that. That super bright highlight is the most important thing in making it look shiny, right? Like the blends and everything are a lot less important. And from afar, when you're trying to make it, like if, if everything else is not even there, if you have that white streak, it'll start playing like it is shining a little bit. In, in the person's eye unless they like start staring at it right so to me that's the most important part and i feel like a lot of people when they make a mistake what they make a mistake at is that they don't punch it up high enough so there's not enough contrast between that white streak that's why i say white streak i don't say like highlight yep. i mean like go to glint. white mm-hmm. yeah the white glint go to white and then as you work on it it's like tone it down afterwards until it gets to a point but like a lot of people just don't punch it up to the whiteness level. So so I would say if you're trying to make it work, try to make it too bright and too, like, I would say cartoony and then tone it down rather than the other way around. And by uh, and when you describe it as a streak, you're basically saying don't make it a big wide area. You're like, make it a definite, like, glint reflection thing. Yeah, I think people uh, understand, you know, when, when armor glints, it's like one, you know, a streak. Mm-hmm. of of shine right especially when you're talking about a round metal but that, that's starting to be a second thing that you're, i'm talking about so i'll leave yeah. it at that yeah so i guess with the minute i have left i would say my f- biggest tip for painting nmm is for like after your standard base coat is often like i'll go and do shadows and stuff like that first for painting other stuff but with metals i find it's important that you sort of block out where those glints are going to be so maybe like the step before what you're talking about 
is take like a fairly bright color and just go through and like position all of like where you expect the shine is going to be. It's not going to be like what you're talking about, that final glint, but lay out where like you're expecting all the reflections to go. So it kind of like gives an overall cohesive look of where the shine should be even before you start getting into the really good blends with your shadows and all that. And honestly, once you start doing the shadows after that, it can, it kind of smooths it out afterwards, but just yeah. make sure you, like, you can always smooth it out afterwards. Yeah. If you paint, if you paint that first thing in the wrong spot and you're like, Oh, okay, this doesn't match up with the other, yeah. like sort of reflecting areas. You've only painted like one color. You can go back and just do it over and it's not a yeah, big loss. So it'd be terrible if you spent a lot of time to put the glint in the wrong space and it just looks wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't usually rough another painting very much, but with NMM, yeah, rough it in. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. All right. So there's some tips for non-metallic metal. So that was uh, actually that, that question. I've been – there's been a lot on, like, uh, Facebook painting groups. I've noticed that I don't enjoy the Facebook painting groups as much anymore. This is just a kind of commentary – or not, not just painting groups, but general groups as much as anymore. I don't know. I feel like – uh, there's not as many people talking on them, and I feel like there's something about Facebook that makes everyone try to be, like, more confrontational, even myself, right? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. I thought that was for Twitter, but Facebook's got in on the algorithm, too. Uh, I think Facebook was always part of that same group, mm-hmm. right? When they, when, they, when they talk about, like, how a social media ruined uh, America – they're actually talking about Facebook. They're not talking about Twitter because Twitter doesn't have enough people. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Okay, I, I got one. Is it about ruining things? No, no, no. Oh, uh, maybe I'll find one about that. Do you want me to do one about ruining things? Do you have one? None of my. <laughs> no, okay. None of mine are about ruining things. Sorry. All right. Uh, okay. So my next one is since we're talking about a hobby one, I'll do a hobby one. So. Um, recently with my bolt action army, because I was trying to do it very, very quickly, right? I, I wasn't spending a lot of time on this. This is almost like a side project uh, and it's been actually quite enjoyable, um, to finish the bases instead of trying to like texture them and do all this kind of stuff. I ended up buying gamer grass and like the little grass tufts and put them on. So I guess my question is, what do you think about gamer grass and like, how are how, what, any tips on using it? Three minutes. All right, so I think this sort of replaced one of mine because before this we were talking about tufts. But basically, gamer grass, what you're referring to is like all the various forms of tufts, uh-huh. like plant matter. So you, by that, by gamer grass, do you mean like just tufts or like all sorts of flowers and everything else? Like Whatever it means to you. All right, so I think it and means And explain whole, what it means to you first. I think it means the whole spectrum of all like those pre-made like plant matter things they're usually plastic but they're yep. made to look like something else yeah they're just made to make, look like plants uh-huh. so I think my, yeah so i think my top tip for that is if you're gonna put a lot of it on the base is to not use the same thing over and over because that's not really how nature works if you're the more and more of it you start to use the more different products you should start to intermingle together to give it that natural look. So you might start off with doing like some sort of like the static grass and then add tufts over that. 
and then adds some of that like little foam stuff in there too to look like other little more round plants. But if you're only like doing a little bit, then okay, fine, you can get away with using the same thing over and over. But yep. my first tip is just switch it up. And don't okay. be afraid to like custom cut things out if that's the second tip. Okay. Uh, for me, you can have a second tip. It's fine. Oh, I've used I, up I, two I or three, for the, so. <laughs> all right. Uh, so for me, the biggest thing is that that I found when I was using it was you only need a little bit of it on each base. I think I put two or three pieces on, on maybe only two on each base, different sizes. Um, but what I found was really useful is I didn't actually buy t- I have any tweezers or anything before. And it was a much more pain in the ass to apply them without tweezers. So they don't come with tweezers. I don't know if they say it on the back of the thing, but get tweezers. I got the little like pinchy ones that mm-hmm. like that are not that are like curved and then pinchy. I think they're for like they're I bought them at a computer store, but I think you can actually buy them from a hobby store as well. So it just allowed me to apply them a lot more easily as opposed to trying to holding them and then every single time I had to like push them down which sometimes kind of messed up the other thing the other thing that i i had to do was i don't know if i it, it's probably partially because of the base that i had i was putting it onto um you know kind of a painted base and everything like that yeah. um sometimes they would fall off and it was very annoying were you so them I, or just relying on the I, what i was using on the relying on the tape mm-hmm. on the back so i ended up using super glue so i put a dot of super glue and I, then i put it on is that what you do it too yeah, I guess I took all the things you mentioned for granted, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I had to learn the hard way. But if you, dear listener, uh, have not used them and you're starting to use them, you don't have to. You know that you should get a tweezer and possibly use super glue to make sure it stays. Yep, just put a dot of glue on the bottom of them and then yep. push them yeah, down. They have like, yeah, they usually have like a little piece of, of like adhesive tape because like the actual bottom is some sort of like cloth thing. And then I guess they're hole punched out so that they have the, the little pieces, right? Um, and then, uh, yeah, but the, the issue is that the adhesive, like you can take it off the their, their I guess, their, their non-stick sheet, but it just doesn't stick well enough. So if you want to make it permanent, super glue. Yeah, especially when the surface is rough, like some sort of ground texture. <laughs> yeah, especially because I treated my, you know, my models like crap, so... Uh, Although with these guys, I might actually put into, because they're metal, so... Uh, I might actually have to put them into a, a case. We'll yeah. see. Well, I don't really got, want to. You got more foam, but not as much foam as I got. I don't want to use foam for these guys. I want to, like, I might just, like, uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyways, that is it. And I think, is that 343? Three? Yeah, we hit 10 right on. All right. So that was our episode of uh, D6 Minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. It's from Brandon. Bye.